Mama. Oh, sweet mother. We call our country Mama Salone, and those who govern us, Papa Government. It is sad, Mama, that your husband doesn't treat you the way you deserve to be treated. It is even sadder, Mama, that your children are not in a position to defend you. Hello, this is Yasmin Metz-Johnson of Yasmin Tells. And this is Yasmin Bilkis ibrahim of Mina Bilkis. And we are White Square Pod. Welcome back to the pod. This episode is sponsored by Mama Lou's Kitchen. Mama Lou's Kitchen are based here in Freetown, Sierra Leone, and they offer authentic Sierra Leone snacks from Chin Chin, Granat Cake, Bene Cake, Kongu, all of them old school snacks, you name it, they have it. And they also offer a hot sauce alongside smoked pork, smoked chicken, and smoked fish. Great. Um, so where can we find them? They are based on Campbell Street at the MP station. And you can also contact them on 078-016-300 if you want to make any orders. Great. I mean, my mouth is already watering. Like, are there any pictures? Are they on socials or anything? Yeah, they're on socials. So you can find them on Facebook forward slash Mama Lou's Kitchen. And they are also on Instagram, Mama underscore Lou's Kitchen. Great. So make sure you grab your snacks. They sound great. Okay. So we're going to dive into our interesting fact. So interesting fact of the day is um, despite what many people believe, so contrary to popular belief, Sierra Leone is actually an Anglophone country, meaning that we do speak English. And I have to say this because a lot of people are under the impression that we're Francophone or that we're Lusophone, that we're Portuguese speaking. So a little background on our history. So when the first um, European invaders came to Sierra Leone, oh, y'all thought I was going to say explorers? Ha! <laughs> invaders came um, to Sierra Leone. It was in 1462. So Pedro de Sintra, um, this is by, this is mostly um, history and, you know, um, oral history. They said that when he came and he noticed uh, that the mountains, they kind of look like lion heads. And he said that the roaring of the, um, the, the thunder sounded like lions roaring. So he called it Lion Mountains, translated from Portuguese, Serra de Loa or Serra Loa, meaning Serra Leone in English, when the British uh, came and did their bit in colonizing from 1808 to 1961. So yes, yeah, Sierra Leone means Lion Mountains. Uh, we are Anglophone. So a little fun fact for you all. I understand why people would assume that we are Francophone or another speaking country because Sierra is not an English word, like you've just explained. So mm -hmm. I understand why people would be like, oh, you speak French or you speak in another language. And it's like, no. I know. We have to constantly yeah. explain that we speak French we speak because for different reasons, but not because we're citizens of a French-speaking country. Mm -hmm. And I think also um, mainly because in uh, West Africa, it's just perceived that we all speak French, but we don't, you know. So uh, West Africa, um, our literal alliance is called ECOWAS, so the Economic Community of West African States. And we have 15 countries in that state. Out of those 15, five are Anglophone, but they're the big Anglophone ones like Nigeria, Nigeria Ghana, Ghana, and then you have Sierra Leone, and you have Gambia. Liberia, and the Gambia. <laughs> so we have five Anglophone countries. We have nine Francophone countries. They are Guinea-Conakry, um, Senegal. Senegal, Mali, Burkina Faso, Côte d'Ivoire, um, Benin, uh, Togo, Niger, 
and oh no oh no it is eight yes <laughs> yes and um the two lucifone ones the french sorry portuguese. the portuguese speaking ones are guinea bissau and cape verde yes cape verde okay great today's episode is jc and home base yeah so yes what does jc mean i'm sure you've heard this plenty of times funny you say that because mm. i know what jc means now <laughs> <laughs> when i first heard this term when i was hmm, i think nine or ten so i was just hearing people say oh look at that jc day and i'm just saying to my mom why do they keep calling me that my name's yasmin so i was under the impression like Okay, they were mistaking my name. Maybe they thought my name was Jesse. Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, Jessie. I learned. I learned that it means um, just come. So yeah. So for those who are just in town for the holidays, you're coming from the abroad in quotes. So you did come more out. You're coming from overseas, mostly the UK or America. You're referred to as JC. JC. Yes. And um, I am glad that JC season is gone and. Our city has been restored because when I'm telling you this is a big (laughs) epidemic and I have said this on Twitter, when I'll say this in Creole, then I'll translate. When the JC they can come, then they bang we with okay accents. When the JCs are in town, we are just bombarded with different accents. Like your average Aminata is now speaking to you in an accent. Eh? Yeah, so So the shoes not just the visitors. It's not just the the visitors as well. They put on their own accent. I know. Someone who used to say, Oh, you go call me Sus, they go say, are you going to clean my shoes for me? I'm like, eh, Ami. Hey. We have upgraded. So I you know, um but there are different ways to say JCs in different West African countries. So we asked a couple of our friends around mm-hmm. and they told us in Nigeria they say IJGB. That's a mouthful. It means I, I just, just got, got back. back. That's rubbish. That's so rubbish. I prefer JC. That's just, you know, that just concludes exactly what, what it is. you are, right? Just come. In Ghana they call them burgers. burgers. Oh, but with the accent it's bagas or bogas, bogas, yes. Bogas, yeah. So coming from like hamburgers, you know. So yeah. They call them burgers. But I thought there was more of a story, as in, like, a lot of the people that were coming were from Hamburg. From Hamburg, Germany, so, yes. Yeah. So, um, so I think in Ghanaian history, a lot of people come from Hamburg, Germany. Yeah, they have um, a history with the German missionaries. Because I noticed that when I went to Ghana, I was just like, why are there so many... Ge-? I met a few German Ghanaians, mm-hmm. and I met a few German tourists then. I said, what is this link? Why are there so many here? But then I read that they have a missionary history ah, linked with germany that explains that mm-hmm. and the gambia this one made me laugh um they're called semester <laughs> or se- semester <laughs> i know right exactly <laughs> so meaning you're only here for a semester or so very interesting um so we had so those are what the jc's are and so yes when you came um you, you told us that you thought they called you jesse okay mm-hmm. um have you ever thought about um what your status would be like is there an intermediary point after jc before you come to home base so our home base are those who are based at home you know self-explanatory but those typically it is inclined it is implied sorry that you're born and raised here but you know you could be living here in Sierra Leone. it could go either way but yeah, do you think there's some kind of a medium? Middle. Yeah, there's a middle. So you're asking me what is our status? Actually, no, I would say you're, you've um, like neutralized now. You're home based. No, I'm home based. So yeah, claiming five that. years, you can claim that. Mm-hmm. But you're saying somebody like me, what is my status? Because I'm not quite. Yeah, <laughs> you're still getting there. I'm yeah, not 
JC. Hmm. And for those who might struggle with this, we have a guide, you know, that uh, for those who may try to claim the home base status and the JC status, but we'll introduce that later on. It's coming in the past. <laughs> so, um, do you know what? Before, before um, the term that you coined or you told me about, I, I hadn't actually given it a lot of thought. I just thought, okay. You know, JC. Right. But I like your your term. Do you want to tell the listeners? Yeah, so my <laughs> term is returnee. That's what I fervently used to hold on to. So I've been in and out of Sierra Leone, like I've said, for the past uh, 15 years or so. So when I moved to Sierra Leone for the second time in 2006, and that was actually the first time I came across this term. I came to Sierra Leone first in December 2001. That was just, you know, the war had ended. I'd never heard of that term. It wasn't something that was popular anyways, if it existed. I returned again in 2006, and they're like, oh, you're not GC. You're a JC. I was like, what's a JC? They're like, oh, just come. I was like, no, I didn't just come. I actually came like five years ago. I'm an R. They were like, no. I was like, yes, with confidence <laughs> with my chest. I used to claim it. I was like, I'm an R. I mean, an R. They're like, what's an R? Yeah, so you've been Returnee. extra from the morning. Oh, my I, I have been extra since conception, y'all. So... <laughs> I'm an R. I can imagine as well. I kept on saying, I said, I'm an R. I'm an R. Sounds like a, a returnee. So someone who has returned to their country of origin, you know. And and I think this is very important because the government at that time in 2008, they actually did establish an office um, of diaspora affairs. It became, uh, it was under the um, the executive office, you know, the uh, chief of staff. And then it was transferred to the Ministry of Political and Public Affairs three years later. The Diaspora Affairs opened up because it wanted to bridge that gap between um, Sierra Leone and those living in the diaspora. It is said that about half a million Sierra Leoneans live in the UK and Sierra Leone alone. Oh, sorry, uh, the UK and America alone. And our bigger diasporans, um, diasporas are like Australia. We have a lot of people in Germany, yes, right? China. Mm-hmm. So we do have quite a few diasporas. But um, so that was the point, because like right after the war or during the war, a lot of Syrians fled, of course, um, understandably. And that just kind of contributed to like brain brain drain. So a lot of our educated brides, intellectuals and workers, they left. So the people that make the country were not here. Yeah, they weren't here. So that's why the Diaspora Affairs exists, you know, to rebuild the country, to bridge uh, that gap, you know, with skills and training. So, yeah, and that's why we're always begging, basically, in our podcast, like, hey, come back home, you know. We need y'all to come back home and give us the skills and just contribute to national development. That's it, you know. So That being said, do you feel you've had any... Um, challenges as a returnee or any have you faced any discrimination or yeah you know it sounds so funny in quotes when you say discrimination because they assume like we've said in our other podcast oh you know you come from privilege or you know you have an accent or this isn't that which is true to an extent but i would say i have experienced some drawback so um a lot of home-based people assume just because i speak with an accent doors should automatically open for me i'm not saying that Sometimes the accent helps me. I'm not saying that. But in other ways, when it comes to, like, my work ethic and professionalism, no, I I work hard just like every other, you know, home-based serial union to get what I want. But, yeah, I feel like I also have experienced some drawbacks. Like, um, okay, two years ago, um, I 
got a certificate in global health at the medical school. The medical school was offering it, and it was a one-week intensive class. So this professor from the Philippines, he's like a mobile professor, basically. He goes to different countries for like a week or two, and he teaches global health extensively from morning to night. And I was like, okay, I want the certificate. It's accredited. You know, I'm going to go do it. So I did it. So at the end of the week, we're supposed to present, there were like 400 students. So at the end of the week, we're supposed to present um, a presentation on one of the most neglected neglected public health um, issues. And we were assigned FGMC, um, female genital mutilation slash cutting. So I was selected as the speaker of the group. So I did my presentation and everything. So not only did we emerge as the best um, group and I emerged as the best speaker, when I was collecting my certificate, I was booed on stage. I was booed by 400 people and most of them were shouting, that because he accents, because she has an accent, that because he said he talk, because she knows how to speak. And I was like, no, it's not. Even one of the judges, at least she came to my aid per se. And she's like, it's not because she speaks differently. You know, her facts were on point. She answered the questions adequately, you know, stuff like that. So that was very embarrassing, you know, and I felt kind of disheartened that day that that's all they'll think of me at the end of the day, just because I have an accent as opposed to the words that are coming out of my mouth. So yeah, I have um, faced drawbacks in that way. I've been told that I am a second-class citizen. Can you imagine? In my own country, I've been told I'm a second-class. What does that even mean, you know? And this is why our citizenship laws were um, changed. You know, the act changed in 2006. So now you can be a dual, dual citizen. So this is why I'm claiming it to my chest all the time. I am a dual citizen. I am Serenian and American. And that is fine. But before then, no, people were in hiding. You know, you could not have two passports. I didn't have two passports until then either. So um, I'm glad that that happened. And we're changing in our own way, you know, to be more open. But... I think it still restricts us at the government level, you know, for those who do have dual citizenship. Can you run for parliamentarian, you know, because we had our Wahala mm, last year. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's something we're still revisiting and I think we still should. But, um, yeah, the the right to belong to a country, especially like Sierra Leone, because our current law is that um, if you're not born in the country, if you're not born on the soil, but you can inherit certain decisions through your parents, so like us, we inherited it through our parents, but there are other stipulations, you know, um, and I guess that also relates to running for office one day or something. But, yeah, just one of the drawbacks I've faced here. But what about you guys? I mean, in your going and coming, have you ever faced something like that? Um, no, not to that extent. I think, if anything, I'm just more conscious of the fact, well, I know I have an accent, but there's not much you can do about that. I'm not going to put a fake accent on. Like, that's crazy. And disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, it's totally. But um, enough about the like discrimination aspects. Mm-hmm. We can't, we can't not say that we don't also benefit from our background. No, I agree. Yeah, like totally. for example, like a lot of your um, your clientele, like, mm-hmm. their NGOs. These NGOs are also from like the West or other countries. That's true. That's so true. Um, yeah, it's pros and cons like everything. I agree completely. And um, in terms of like um, being more conscious that you speak with the actors, it's very interesting because like when Yaz and I go to like seminars or just events, I always have to speak because, you know, I always have an opinion about something. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I just don't want the eyes, you know, I'm just like, oh. if I open my mouth, they're going to look yes. at me. And um, it has gotten better with me over the years. I've tried to be less conscious about that. But I've also made the um, concerted effort 
not to sound too American, to the point that some people ask me, are you British or are you American? Which I find funny. Like, I no longer You're say... Not British, okay. Oh, well, okay. No. <laughs> I could claim it low-key, you know, by association. No, okay. <laughs> no, like, you know, I don't typically say, like, water anymore. You know, I, I say water sometimes. Mm. It depends who I'm around. Or, like, butter. You know, I say butter. butter. So I'm trying to, like, you know, be choppy with the letters and enunciate a bit more. So we appreciate. She that, said we yeah. appreciate that. Okay. No, but it's funny you said that. Say that because um, I recently spoke on a panel and we spoke to like um, 150 girls and in my head I was thinking, are they going? Well, I don't know. I was just thinking like, are they going to relate to what I'm saying? Mm, like content-wise or accent-wise? Accent. Uh, well, I, I feel like Australians find British accents easier to understand than American accents. Not understand, relate, like. Well, because so, mm-hmm. of just the disparity in our backgrounds. Oh, okay. So content then. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. But um, yeah, I guess there's not much you can do about these things. It's just something you have to just be conscious of and like and try to bridge that gap. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So what did happen at the panel? Do you think you're able to relate to your audience? Um, I believe so. It was more just give them advice about um STEM careers so stem stands for science technology engineering and mathematics Mm. um yeah so it was just giving them advice about what they could do if they wanted to go into that career and some of them were asking really good questions like one of them even asked like oh do i have to go abroad to um to get this degree if i want to study engineering and a part of me was thinking she's only asking this question because all of us on the panel have been to school abroad. Oh, Do you understand? What okay, I, mean? I understand. So yeah. So like, the only way to make it is to get out. I guess. Mm, mm. Yeah. Okay. That that makes sense. Um. So in line with uh, JC and Homebase, we have prepared a JC starter pack manual for you all, like we mentioned earlier. <laughs> so this actually was a running gag. We were uh, on Twitter like uh, back in December or so. And I mean, we're on Twitter every day, but I mean, this conversation took place in December. And, you know, so the aspirants were getting ready to come to Saloon. And they're like, okay. And then our friend Abu Yula. So shout out to Abu. Black underscore superhero. Superhero, A, not <laughs> ER. So um, Abu Yula is a very passionate Syrian living in the UK, and he's a filmmaker. So please check out his work. Um, like I said, black underscore super, S-U-P-A, hero. And he, he also, also runs Young Salon, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Young underscore Salon, S-A-L-O-N-E. And they basically promote Syrian, um content, people, products, stuff like that. So he had posed the question, what is a JC starter pack? What entails it? And I was like, okay, well, for number one, a JC always has a white towel on his or her neck. I'm just like, why? It's like, it screams JC. Like, if you want to blend into the culture, don't wear a, a or any towel. towel don't. Yeah. Why? Why? So that's also, one. Also, number mm. two, do not wear a hat. Please don't. Or oh, those visors, don't. Yeah, the don't. visor hats. Oh, yeah. Just, no. Uh, number three, the shorts and the long socks. Like, if you're wearing shorts, I get it. It's hot. But then why are you wearing the long socks? Does that not negate the I hate that trend. Like, who even came up with that? I don't know. I really don't. That was, like, big in the UK, like, and like this three years ago. No, mm. but we, I think we definitely copied the States. Yeah, you all always Calm copy down. us. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, number four, 
um, a big bottle of water. Do not do that. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, sometimes you get thirsty. Yeah, I'm yeah, not gonna I lie. That, I, but I you can go- get a small bottle of water, or even the packet sachet water. Mm. Well, they would say you know the issue with quality of water and stuff, but mm. or just yeah, just a smaller bottle of water. Okay. All right. Uh, number five. So the slides or sneakers. So that just goes in line with like the big white socks that or the big long white socks that they usually wear. They either wear it with like sneakers or slides. And um, number six, a backpack. I wouldn't wear a backpack all the time. Like, if you're going to, I don't know, Ecowas Streets, maybe not. If you're going outside of Freetown, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, number seven, you all, we always get these annoying questions. So, um, so how do you feel coming back to Sierra Leone? Or how are you coping? I'm coping the same way you're coping, honey. Like, what, what does that even mean? You know, they, they feel like it's the end of the world when you come back to your home country. Or they ask you, why? why? Why did you come back? I'm just like, why wouldn't I? So, yeah, I'm, we're accustomed to these annoying questions, you know, that you all ask. <laughs> mm-hmm. And number eight would be speaking loudly. Hey, don't they want to be known? My goodness. Letting everybody know you're here. You're here. We know. <laughs> Auntie, we know. We know. We saw you on Facebook. Number nine, um, always have a guide. I'm just like, are you incapable of walking unassisted? Okay, it's different if it's your first time. You need someone to show you around. But I know seasoned JCs, as in they come annually, but they still walk around with someone, like, to hold their hand. I'm like, uh-uh, you need to stop. That needs to stop in 2019. And it makes such a difference, you know, like your experience with a guide and without one. Yes, completely, you know, because if you decide to lose yourself in the city or in a new place i think you discover it more as exactly. opposed to being That's shown the best way to discover any place Get mm-hmm. lost. and number 10 the incredible flashiness like don't be flashy don't be flashy you know and i'm saying this to my american jc's because not when i plan to do them because y'all stay doing this you'd wear i don't know what what like you mix the brands you know we're not advertising brands so i'm not going to say anything but you wear brand a with brand z but this um, isn't just JC's when you think about it. It's them. Like, <laughs> it's them. No, because you know, salon costume, you look for dresses. Oh, no, well, that, so. no, that's different. Yes, but. How hey. is it different? It's pretty much the same. No, but you know the difference. You know this person, angels come. You know this person just arrived, as opposed to someone who's a home base and they just dress like that every day. But then. All the time, I'm devil's advocate. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. The JC might working be... for Satan. Go ahead. <laughs> the, the JC might just say, "I'm just trying to assimilate," you know. Yeah. Okay. Want to just the dress up? So me step back. How do you dress? Okay, sure. Let's go with that. Um, so visitors of Sierra Leone in general, uh, we have a little list of you know things we think you should do and not. I mean, take it into. Use your discretion, basically. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you're in the country, you know, you're not from Sierra Leone, you're just coming to visit, don't just stay in your car, you know, integrate, you know, enjoy the culture, immerse yourself uh, fully in the culture to get the best experience of mm, it. That's for any country, I would give that Honestly, yeah for, any, yeah, for any country, honestly. That's the best way to enjoy it. Um, what I would say is do not come colonial. Mm-mm. When I say that, do not come as... Um, Melania yeah, Trump. that's her name, Melania Trump. I don't know what African country she was in recently or last year, end of last year, but she came dressed like, I don't know, Jane the Explorer. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know if that's a person, but she came 
just in oh my gosh she really it was did. a PR nightmare basically for mm. the office of the first lady but yeah please don't come colonial don't you know the whole the hats, hats and the, the white uh-uh, uh-uh. please don't high-waisted shorts no nope. boots boots in in this climate can you imagine we ain't got time for that <laughs> <laughs> again yes has already said it but we're going to reiterate no backpack mm. you can easily wear a purse or if you're a guy you have your wallet and your jeans or whatever Please, just try to blend I in. I feel like people are going to comment back, like, what do you mean no backpack? Like, we have stuff to carry. We get that, yeah. But it's like every single place. Like, yeah, you're just, going to a nice, elegant restaurant. Mm, I've seen people with backpacks. Backpacks, me too. Really? You yeah. know, so don't do that. Just think about where you're going. Yeah. So just be mindful, basically, mm. of where you're going. Yeah. Um, do not take pictures of our kids and post it on social media. First of all, that is poverty porn. You do not take pictures of rural african kids and you're like oh yes you know these poor african kids uh-uh you haven't asked their permission you've not asked their permission to, you know what do you gain from that other than the white savior complex right you yeah. know you're exploiting them that's one and uh, no you, you don't do it because my point is you don't do it in your own country where you have pedophilia laws and stuff like that why do you think you can do it in africa so please don't do that crap <laughs> tell them but do, as we said, immerse yourself, lose yourself in the culture. Instagram. We've said that. Buy and eat. And local, please. Local. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Support the local economy, support our GDP. So, yeah, buy and eat local, you know. So, eat, if you're in Salon, eat cassava leaves. That's my favorite dish. Eat cassava leaves, uh, groundnut soup, uh, drink ginger beer. Um, bisap bisap is um, hibiscus, yeah. Tombi is tamarind. So, yeah, you know, eat and drink local. Um, leave, leave the, the city. city. Yeah, just Freetown is in Sierra Leone, but Salon is not Freetown, please. So if you have the time, go to other places. Go to Bo, go to McKenney. Bo is in the south. McKenney is in the north. Go to Kenema. Kenema is in the east. If you have time, leave the city. But if you don't, go to the surrounding environments in the western area. Freetown is situated in the western area. You can go to Banana Island. You can go to um, Bure Beach. You can go to Toke. That's There's the so many. That's with so many islands and um, a peninsula as well. That oh, yeah. So Three many the peninsula. So you, you have so Laka, many... you have Bure. Mm-hmm. Um, where else? John Cocoa Bay, Cocoa Point. So many. We so might many. have to do a list on that. We might. Mm-hmm. And also be patient and open-minded, you know. Um, there are a lot of things that may or may not go your way, but just come with an open heart and open mind. And lose yourself in the culture. You will love Sierra So for those of us that have gotten our home-based card, I am so happy that this list that I have composed. Last <laughs> has passed the test. I have passed the and test. And we're about to check if I've passed the test. All right, so number one, if you want to um, apply for your home-based citizenship card, you have to have ridden an Okada. An Okada is a commercial motorcycle. So if you've ridden an Okada... Give yourself a checkpoint, please. And clap for yourself. Hey. <laughs> so, right in Okada. And then the second one is eating cookery or street food. So, what's in a cookery? Yes. What's cookery, for those who don't know? The streets, just like fry fry. No, what is cookery? Street food. No, well, okay. Well, when you go to a cookery, what is that? You know, there's a difference between a cookery and a restaurant. Yeah, well, okay. I see mm-hmm. what you mean. Yeah, I see what you, you get what I'm okay, getting at. So yeah. the cookery is usually outside, like an outside spot. Um, they would cook it on the spot in front of you, fast food. That's how I would 
describe it? How would you describe it? Um, so cookery, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be outside. It could be indoors as well. Mm -hmm. But um, there's always a set menu. So for that day, it's just like two or three dishes. Oh, yes. As opposed to a restaurant, you have variety, of variety, course, and they'll yeah. make it on request. Mm -hmm. You don't have a request at a cookery. So, yeah. And, of course, the prices are way cheaper, cheaper yeah. obviously. And, yeah, eat any street food, you know, or just food found on the street, not necessarily street food prepared on the streets if that makes sense like we have coconuts you know jelly as we call them you can have freshly cut coconuts um you can get coconut cake you can get um different things different things in the streets right so you would include that in cookery when i think of cookery, no, no, no 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 i'm just saying street food in general oh, no 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 okay, the cookery okay. that one is separate okay. yeah. yeah so number three if you've gotten a burn mark from the okada exhaust Say hey, I. <laughs> give yourself a checkpoint <laughs> we're here i got this on my second week i in know Hey, poor yes. But you know, it's held quite nicely. I know, you, you know. You never know. You know, so shea butter helps with that, you know, or you ice it immediately. Yeah, that's so, yeah, right. I had my scar years ago, but you can't even see it here. Yeah. I yeah. attended so, to it quickly. Just a note, never come down on the right-hand side of the bike. Mm. I've never done it since. That's good. That's how you learn. Um, number four, if you've endured poor customer service and you've shrugged it off, you haven't reacted, you've just got on with your day. Because sometimes it happens, so hey, you can't kill yourself, fool. Nah, you have to preserve your energy. You do. Number five, if mommy costs don't turn your alarm clock in a salon, hey, <laughs> clap for yourself. That's definitely you, yeah. Goodness. So basically, this me, I know, my neighbors <laughs> are just wild. So basically, if you wake up to hearing someone insulting someone's mother, <laughs> you're definitely a home base. That is just the, the order of the day, you know, six, seven o'clock, there must be someone you know, making blabber, arguing, fighting, insulting someone's mother or someone's body parts, you know. So, hey, if you wake up to that, well, that's your alarm clock. Yasmin, you have, like, a soap opera or a drama I outside do. your bedroom window. Sometimes I just be getting the tea. I just stand at my window. I I'm like, oh. like, literally every time I come or maybe seven out of ten times that I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> There's some drama outside There's my bedroom drama window. outside her bedroom window. Oh, and that's so. Mm -hmm. um, number six. Oh, no, you, yeah. It's number six. Number six. Um, don't show up for the events at the stipulated time. So, no GMT time. Yeah. Not you, here. Not here. So, we do not run on Greenwich Mean Time. <laughs> we run on Salon Man Time or Black Man Time, yeah. So, if it says get there at seven, you get there at ten. This is oh, just how no, it you're is. stretching it, man. Hey, but salon? Much. No. I, or what time? So if they say the party starts at 7, yes. You're saying you'll get there at 10? Eh? No. Salon? I'll get there at 10. Yes, Eh, this is how we operate. No, it's no. Not, I didn't create the system. I just live in it. I would have said 8. 8 where? No, no, not 8. 9. Two hours after, maybe. Uh, uh, no. You're saying a whole 4. The, the whole function will be finished. Uh, it will just start. It's true. It will just start. That's how we do. That's how we do. We're in Sierra Leone. Number seven, if you drink sachet water, if you drink packet water, then, hey, really, you don't own home base, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, number eight, yes? Um, exploiting the Wi-Fi mm -hmm. at a certain area, restaurant, yeah, but your sole mean and purpose to be there is to use the Wi-Fi. Yeah, you know, as we know, we have I... internet connectivity <laughs> issues, so yes, I'm, I stay. Exploiting <laughs> Wi-Fi. That is my day one. 
Number nine, if Kringlish is your norm. So Kringlish is the combination of Creole and English. And English. So if you can, you can have a sentence like, um, do you want to come with me? That is just, you know, That's the order normal. of the day. Do you want to come with me? I'm going home. Yeah, so if you mix the English and the Creole, or like you have a perfectly worded sentence in English, and you manage for chuk, you see, this is Kringlish I'm speaking. Sure. And you manage for chuk, <laughs> a Creole word in there, so if you... Managed to insert a Creole word in there, yeah. So Kringlish is our norm. It's funny Definitely. to say that because I always remember the story because I didn't even realize. I was walking home with my sister and I had one of my school friends with me. Mm-hmm. And I say walking, I was actually on my bike. Okay. And then I had um, like a paper bag on the bike handle. And I was saying to my friend, my school friend, I was like, oh, I think this bag's going to chair. And, I- <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know, so did me friend answer me. She was like, yeah, yeah. And then it was when I got home, my sister was like, "Ask me, you know, you spoke Creole to Sophie," and I was like, "Did I?" And she, <laughs> and she repeated it. I was just like, "Oh, oh." So I did, but yeah, I feel like that's normal in um, a southern household, anyway. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, number ten. Oh so goodness. Weight mm. comments with stride. So if somebody speaks about your weight, hey, yeah, your home base. No, honestly, no, yeah, and you don't say anything about it because you know in the West. We're just conditioned to... You don't talk about someone's weight, whether they've gained weight or lost weight. It's not your concern, especially if they've put on weight. But in Sierra Leone, that is a greeting. Mm-hmm. You don't bump, eh? You don't put on weight, too. You did chop life. I'm like, wow, okay. Someone cannot just live in this country without any added comments about their weight or their weight gain. Yeah, so if you learn to accept that in stride... Actually, I'm not. I, it's something I'm still struggling with, you really? know? Really? Yeah. I just feel like it's so offensive, you know? You think? Well, I mean, I'm already conscious of the fact that I've put on weight. There's no need to put it in my face. But I always say it's the equivalent to somebody in the West saying, oh, um, the weather today is really cold. Because, (laughs) no, honestly, because after you've done the greetings, hello, Mm -hmm. how are you? In, I'm not sure about the States. In the UK, usually you just go onto the weather. Yeah, you people next. like to talk about the I'm weather. I'm telling you, it's not until I came out of education <laughs> and I started working. I said, ah, no, we really like to talk about the weather. Like, it's the first thing, like, a colleague would say as they enter the office. I'm like, no, this is crazy. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> oh, it's shitty out there. That they would say something like that. But, yeah, it's the same because here you have your grades and, oh, how you do? And then... Oh, you don't bump her. Oh, look what your body find. Oh, yes. I was like, oh, your body don't find. It's just, it's just second nature. Like, that's the second thing they would say after they've greeted you. And that's what we'd be. Honestly. Okay. Um, so we are done with this segment of JC and Homebase. I hope you liked it. And I hope that you can follow the conversation and just leave any comments about JC or stereotypical JC behaviors and mannerisms in your country or you know how well, does it like being a home base or a returnee in your country or the term of jc in your country yeah please do we only listed a few in west africa but feel free to tell us in different countries mm-hmm. and now i have the african proverb so this african proverb i'm sorry i did try and search where it was from but every everyone was just saying it's um an old african proverb so okay here it, it goes if you want to go if you want to go quickly, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And that is an old African proverb. <laughs> and I think that's so true. I think it's a beautiful proverb that just kind of ties in um, JCs and home base. It's not an us versus them. You know, we need to work together. together collaborative. Yes, yeah. you know. Um, As a collaborate. 
effort. Yes. <laughs> for less alongo before, you know, yeah. to allow Sierra Leone to push forward, to continue to make strides, contribute to national development. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's it, you know. We're two peas in the pod, either way. And um, this is the end of the month, you know. This is the last day. I can't believe February was both long and short. I swear this February just stretched on. For 28 days, no, it was a long 28 days, yes. No, I went very quickly. Eh? No, I felt like it went forever and forever. But today, please check out my blog post. I have posted um, top seven things to do in March in Freetown. So if you're in Freetown or if you're planning to be in Freetown, check that out on the Minabilkas page. And I also have my first Sierra Leone post, yay! So it's um, the highlights of February in Freetown, Sierra Leone. So yeah, please check that out on yasmintels.com. All right, and you can follow our individual socials at um, I'm Mina Bilkis. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So please follow or like. And I'm Yasmin underscore Tells. Travel, explore, live and learn smart. And you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, we have to plug Y Square Pod. So you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And yes, please join in the conversation. All right. Thank you. Thanks. And see you next month or talk to you next month. <laughs> Bye. Bye. To dance to a different tune. In 2018, we are no longer waiting. Mama. We're ready. To dance to a different tune. In 2018, we are no longer waiting. Mama, 